Hello, dear listeners. So we just want to make a note of something. So while we were editing this most recent episode, we noticed that we were using some ableist language, and we just want to let you know that we are actively working on this. We didn't even realize we used it that much until we listened back to it. Um, so just know that we will actively call each other out in the future, and we'll actually keep a, really a closer ear to what we are saying, because we are on that journey of life, and we are trying to be good people. So there will be some Avis language, and so we are working on eliminating that, and we're doing our best, just so you all know. On the note of inclusivity, we would like to say something about J.K. Rowling and her statements about trans folks. We announce our pronouns at the top of every episode because we respect and celebrate gender identity of all kinds. We fully reject your transphobic views, and we want to let any trans listeners out there know that we support you as much as a Harry Potter podcast can support you. So, those are our notes on inclusivity, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Witches, wizards, and magic users of every kind, welcome to Repello Muggletum, the wizarding podcast where two Harry Potter fans go head-to-head in a game of trivia, talking, and theater. I'm Maya, pronouns she, her, hers. I am your lovely moderator and all-powerful judge, except where you, our listener, vote at the end of the episode. Here are our competitors, Ari. Hello, my name is Ari, pronouns they, them, theirs. And welcome to our second episode, Vote Ari! And Ryan. I'm Ryan, he, him, his. I'm currently recording this episode on my phone. And uh, Vote Ari, yeah. (laughs) They're wonderful. We love them. (laughs) This is true. Okay, so there are five rounds. And they need the help. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh. Okay, Slap. so there are five rounds, and the first is Tom Myrtle Be This, where our competitors ask each other subjective questions about the Potterverse. I will distribute between one to five points each at my discretion. So, Ryan, go ahead and ask Ari your question. Ari, Tom Myrtle Be This, if you went to Hogwarts with the original Harry Potter's cast... Um, in Harry, let's say in, in Harry Potter's year, specifically, who, who would be your mm-hmm. best friend and why? And what makes you think that they would like you? Excuse that last part. Okay. No, I think that's important because you're, I know you're going to, you're <laughs> undoubtedly going to go into why you would like them, but like, what would you add to the friendship? Cause I just, I want it to be personal. I want to get in depth here. I do as well. Well, here, let me tell you oh, something. In a, I know this isn't the most unique answer to this question, but I honestly believe from the bottom of my heart that I would be best friends with Hermione Granger. Oh, yeah. That's so... Yeah, you don't even have to explain. That makes so much sense. All right, <laughs> moving I, on. What's your question to ex- me? Excuse me, Ryan, but I would like to de- dig a little deeper into my friendship with Hermione Granger, if you don't mind. I do not mind at all. Please okay. go ahead. So here's the deal. In the first year, she was picked on, like, horribly by her, by her classmates, including Ron. Very ironic. Oh, it's ironic. Ah. Anyway, so. Oh, Ron. (laughs) Ironic. Okay. I did not get that at all. You made a pun. I did. It was very (sighs) punny. Okay. Maya's already subtracting points for the pun, so be careful. (laughs) She, she can't do that. 
If she can't do that, her, her fiancé likes puns as well, so... He is the worst. Maya's the moderator. <laughs> she can do whatever she... It's don't tell anyways. her what she can and can't do. You're right, That's you're more right. points she's attracting. I apologize, Maya, but... <laughs> I, I do what I want. But I will go on okay. to continue. I will go on to continue Please. explaining my rela- yes. my friendship with Hermione Granger. She was made fun of in school, as was I. And I would have felt so bad for her, and I would have wanted so much for her to be happy because I was so livid at the students that were making fun of her that I would be comforting her, for example, in the bathroom when the troll attacked. Like, I would be, like, knowing that she was crying because of how horribly she was treated, and I would go to her and try so hard to make her feel better and be her friend. And I think that she would like to be my friend because we are very similar creatures. We are both very obsessed with school. We would have both challenged each other on making the best study plans for the semester. And we would have both gotten a time turner in third year in order to take extra classes. Basically, Hermione Granger and I are soulmates. And if she existed, she would be my best friend. And I would be so happy and want for nothing else. Oh, that's one. That's so cute. That's wonderful. Yeah. Can I just say, um, would you be a Gryffindor in this scenario? Did you get into Gryffindor? Um, I don't. You think think you would make friends with Ravenclaw people in your own house of Ravenclaw? I think that I would branch out because I would think that's ridiculous. I would be always for interhouse unity and. You know, okay. So you'd actually be in Hufflepuff, is what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, along with me, Ari, then we would be best friends. I mean, we weren't going to go into it, but I am kind of, kind don't of. Don't say it. Don't say it. Moving on. All right. What's okay. my question? I think <laughs> and, you've. I think you've answered. Glasses, I. I would like to raise a point um, that classes that um, different houses do have classes together. Like, um, yeah, Gryffindor oh, yeah, and so they're often had double potions together. Yes, so maybe in class you were both like trying to answer the most questions in potions, and you were like, Are we best friends or frenemies? and then you're like, Best friends, oh my god, that's wonderful! Yeah, yeah. I love it. We would have met in a study group at least, okay. like, even if we weren't in the same class, we'd be in a study group with multiple houses. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Hermione and I would definitely meet yeah. if that if you're questioning whether that would happen, either of you. I wasn't, <laughs> I was just curious, the way you were talking made it sound like you were uh, very much involved in the life of Hermione and by extension Ron and Harry. So I was just curious yeah, if in this scenario true. you were in Gryffindor. I or probably if you were still in was a stalker, let's be honest. <laughs> well, let's hey, be honest. in this in this hypothetical it worked out because you and Hermione are best friends. So yeah we job. are. And maybe All we're right. in love. But that's an, Do I get it? another story. Well, for another that's time. kind of what it sounded like. I didn't want to bring that up, but you're clearly like, we're soulmates. I'm sorry. I am in love with Hermione Granger. I can't hide it. And you can be. It's a nice, and your, it's a and your lover can Who be your isn't? best friend, okay? So it still applies to the question. Hey, that's certainly true for me. Mm-hmm. M, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> and you're my best friend. Oh, so cute. <laughs> Ari, do I, I get a question? So- Yes, of course, yes. but I was waiting for Maya to do a segue. Oh, I'm yes, so sorry. Segue. Well do you have a question for Ryan? Yes, I, in fact, do have a question for Ryan. Oh, yay. Yeah, so Ryan, if you were in Diagon Alley and you stepped into Ollivander's, 
You were trying oh. on some wands to see how y'all reacted to <laughs> okay. each other. Yeah? What core would your wand have? Oh, boy. So, not just to clarify, not the core that I want to have, but the core that you think I objectively think that I would have, objectively yes. thinking. Okay. Yes. Objectively uh, Thank you for saying Ollivanders, because I don't... That that's gonna help. That narrows it down because he only uses three cores. Um, exactly. So, and I and I know a decent but amount about them. If it was of any core, man, that I would be, I'd be over my head there. That'd be but, a um, tough question. Okay, so what do we got? We got dragon heart string, um, unicorn hair. Yes. And phoenix tail feathers. So yes. those are our three options. Um, so right off the bat. Dragon Heartstring, I know that's, like, that's the most powerful, mm-hmm. um, it's also, like, prone to exploding and dying yeah. if you, like, over, if you overuse it, so that's not good. And I also, I have to imagine, and I'm sorry, anyone whose core is Dragon Heartstring, you have to kill the dragon to get its heartstring. So, Ooh. right off the bat, I don't want Dragon Heartstring, because I don't mm-hmm. want a dragon to have to die for my wand. Unicorn hair, phoenix tail feathers, you just pluck those off, they grow new ones. It's fine. Maybe the tail feather is a little bit that more makes sense. Who intense has a, than... Who has the a dragon's heartstring? The alternative one. is that... Yeah. It's, there are humane ways of getting... It, the, the alternative is that it's... Uh, it's like, it's symbolic, it's metaphorical. Mm-hmm. Like, when they say tug at the heartstrings, because, like, a heartstring is also, like, a deep emotion. So maybe the actual core is, like, dragon tears. Like, they get them really emotional, and they take their tears, and they're like, dragon tears, that sounds Aww. lame. Let's call it dragon heartstring. But, yeah. Who, for the sake of this, I'm gonna assume, has, I assume oh, that they kill the dragons. Ryan, so, do you know who no in the Harry Potter verse has a dragon heartstring core? Uh, I believe Hermione does, because the Golden Trio each has a different core, and I know that Ron's is unicorn hair passed down to him. That's why it doesn't um, work for him very well. Yes. A, because it's passed down, but also because it's passed down, and it's a unicorn core, which is, like, the most loyal to the original user of all of the cores. So, it's, like, mm-hmm. those are the ones that are, like, don't like being passed down. Um, right. So, Hermione does. Your best friend. My best friend. Wants to kill a yeah, dragon. Who, who else? Is there someone else that you were going to mm-hmm. point out that has one? No, I was just thinking, does Draco oh. have a dragon well, heartstring? Also, like, Makes that's sense, pretty, his name is that's Draco. pretty par- probable, because I also know that dragon heartstrings are the most easily um, aligned to the dark arts. They don't, like, mm-hmm. tend towards dark arts on their own, but they're the ones that, like, will most easily be, like, up for going to the Dark Hearts if their wizard is like, all right, we're evil now, and the wand's like, okay, yeah, I'm cool with that. But that really makes sense, because a dragon is evil-ish compared to a unicorn. This isn't a a video recording. No one can see you doing air quotes. Oh, right. (laughs) um, (laughs) I bet bet they heard it. Can I... Can I... can I answer my question? Yes, answer my question, sorry. and I will rattle off a list of people who have Dragon Heartstring core ones. But Thank yes. you, oh, Maya. You look, moderator, you're the best. Let me, so let you're me continue. So um, So that's Dragon Heartstring. No, because I don't want to kill a dragon. Also, I don't think that I would get the wand that's, like, super powerful that doesn't really align with my personality. So Unicorn is, like, the next one. Unicorn hair. Um, they're very consistent with magic. Like, they yield very consistent results. They don't change a lot based on, like, 
your headspace or your particular, like your specific talents. They're just like, they perform very consistently, which is nice. Um, they don't go to the dark arts at all. So it's like, if you want to be evil, you got to get yourself a new wand because your wand is just going to be like, um, no, thank you. Um, they're super loyal, like I mentioned before. They don't like being passed down. I also know that they die, like, like a unicorn hair, a unicorn core can just die if you mistreat it. So, like, if it doesn't like you, oh. it'll get sad and it'll die and your wand will stop working. Oh my god. I don't think, that's I don't so think that's a problem for me. Cause I would treat my wand really well. Like, I would name my wand. No. I'd probably call it Wandy. Oh. And I'd talk to it and I'd be like, Wandy, you're my best friend. So I feel like a unicorn hair would like me, but maybe that god. actually leans into Phoenix Tailfeather better because phoenix cores are like have the biggest personalities and they're the ones that like will sometimes just act on their own or just like straight up disobey the wizard using them and be like no no i got this i know wingardium leviosa no no this this is the time for uh expelliarmus trust me i got this um which which makes them like which means that a lot of witches and wizards don't like using them because of that but Mm -hmm. i think i'd like that because i think i'd like develop a friendship with the Phoenix one, and I'd, like, I'd put a lot of effort into, like, persuading it that I'm worthy, and I feel like, over time, I'd develop a better relationship with it, and I'd be like, okay, Wandy, let's do this, and Wandy would be like, absolutely, we got this. Oh, I should have named her Wanda. That was a, I missed oh, an opportunity nice there. You did! Um, so I think lost. I'd go with Phoenix. I also know that they're, they're very broad, like, they're capable of performing like, more broadly than the other ones, um, and I feel like that matches me, because I would want, I'd I'd want to be, like, a jack-of-all-trades, I'd want to learn at least a little bit of everything, so that I was prepared, but, uh, yeah, so, I think I'll go with Phoenix Tailfeather, I do think that's unlikely, though, because if I recall, Phoenix Tailfeathers are the rarest core, and, like, like very like one in twenty wands has a phoenix tail feather. So chance. So also that also means that of the list of wizards who have dragon heartstring is extensive. Right. That's true. So that's crazy. Okay. I think I've answered my question, and you it only have. took me ten minutes. No, that was very Makes sense. You had very good thorough answers. Before I give you your score, also yeah. my best friend would be Neville. So. Oh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that so was speaking. my second choice. <laughs> so, I would like to let you all know different um, characters who have Dragon Heartstring as your core. Ooh. So, I know Hermione Granger, but also Victor Crumb. Okay, I was uh, right. Bellat- Wait, Victor Crumb? Victor Crumb? Yeah. Yeah. No wonder so, they should have been together. Gr- hold on, Grigorovich, Grigorovich also uses Dragon Heartstrings? I thought he used different cores. No, I think he uses some of the same and some different. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I wonder if he's I wonder if he just uses all of the cores and Ollivander is just so. like a wand like a wand prude and he's like or like a wand puritan and he's like, No, I only use these three cores because they're the best. And Grigorovich is like, I mean, whatever I've got yeah. on hand. If a dragon dies outside of my shop, I'm getting its heart strings. Yeah. Um, also Bellatrix Lestrange, Gilder mm, yeah, Gilderoy Lockhart, Lucius Malfoy. Minerva McGonagall. I feel like all Death Eaters Ooh. are gonna have. And also all Death Eaters are gonna have Dragon Heartstring or Phoenix Tailfeather because because yeah. they're not gonna be able to do. They're not gonna be very good Death Eaters with unicorn hair, um, and very few of them are gonna have Phoenix because it's rare. So so um so to wrap up, 
Okay. Uh, this round, this was a really good discussion, guys. So I'm going to give you both five points each. Aw, thank <gasps> you. Oh, oh, nice discussion. Oh, Ari, so you didn't good. get you yeah, didn't get penalized right? for the pun. You didn't get punalized, which is good. Well said. Um, so on to round two, the quiz and gamut. Ari and Ryan must answer two trivia questions each, winning up to five points for each correct answer. And now, one word answers this time, right? Actually, no. I've oh. changed this Ooh. for you overachievers. Um, <gasps> Yay! You can get max points depending on the level of detail. So yes. I expect some deets. Oh, right. Detail, some Let's cool do this. Deets. Let's so, get that D. <laughs> yes. Woot, woot. Uh, Ari. Um, yes. Why could. So, your question. Um, Thank you. Why yes, could I'm ready. Hagrid graduate from Hogwarts? Well, Hagrid, unfortunately, could not graduate from Hogwarts because he was framed. For the murder mm -hmm. of Moaning Myrtle and for the petrification of the other students because they thought that he was the one who was letting a beast loose in the castle, Slytherin's heir. Like, he, they thought that, like, Slytherin's monster, rather, Slytherin's, they thought that Slytherin's monster mm -hmm. was released by Hagrid. So he mm -hmm. was expelled for this. And because of that, he never was able to finish his education as a wizard. Um, why, who framed him, though? Oh, that was Tom Marvolo Riddle, a.k.a. Lord mm -hmm. Voldemort. Yes, and why would they think he was the, um, he had a monster? Well, because Hagrid is very much stereotyped, and people prejudge him because he is a half-giant. And so, it was already... So most, I think it was racism that they were just able to pin it off on Hagrid. Plus, he had an affinity for creatures and loved them. And he was, in fact, uh, hanging out with his friend Aragog, who is a very large uh -huh. spider. But this was not Slytherin's monster, um, which we find out in the second book, when Harry and Ron go and visit Aragog in the Forbidden Forest. I don't know. Maya, I feel like um, you were looking I, for details there that Ari wasn't going to give, and you had to prompt them for it. A little bit. Well, I just wanted to check. So, the, you get four points because Aragog is not a giant spider. He is an acrom acromantula. It is different. I'm I do not know mm -hmm. how to pronounce it. That's why I avoided it and said big spider, <laughs> and I understand. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm super... I am... Okay. I am I, nervous I, I for my question. That's so, so one of the points was for knowing that Aragog was an acumantula. I can't even say either, Ari. But I must admit, Maya, I do agree with you for docking me that point. I would have done the same thing because that's what we do. <laughs> I would have given you five True. points. All right. All right. What's my question? Okay. And I'll have so, to. Ryan. Oh gosh. What was the first task in the Triwizard Tournament, as seen in the Goblet of Fire? And what did Harry do? All right. Well, the uh, the first task was to um, get a fake 
dragon egg out of a clutch of dragon eggs from a dragon. Um, mm-hmm. Each each of the Triwizard champions had to draw a different miniature dragon out of a bag to determine which dragon they were up against. They weren't all up against the same dragon. That wouldn't have been fair, except it also wasn't fair because the dragons were like varying levels of intensity. And Harry happened to get the hardest one. Um, I can tell you that Crumb uh, got... Wait, you don't need... I don't need to tell you how the other... Triwizard Champions did it, just how Harry no, did it. Harry. So Harry, um, Harry. Harry did it by cheating and learning ahead of time what would be um, expected of him, basically, or just that it had to do with dragons. Um, he also fortunately, um, well, I mean intentionally, but fortunately um, had been practicing the summoning charm for some time and had, I guess, mastered it. Doesn't really show him like super mastering it. But then he is able to summon his Firebolt during the tournament. So clearly he did, like, he he got that spell down, guys. He did it. Uh, He summoned his Firebolt, and then he uh, displayed some spectacular flying to get the egg. I Actually, this is one of the rare times when the movie, I feel like, did a really good job. And, like, Mm -hmm. I think watching that part of the movie is better than reading that part of the book, personally. And that's just one of the rare times that that happens. Um, But anyways, yeah, he's able to... He's able to basically outmaneuver the dragon because he's small and nimble, and the dragon is big and and uh, nimble. <laughs> uh, and then he's able to get the egg. Uh, he does get burned a little bit, but hey, that's okay. Do you need to prompt me for more information? Uh, any more details concerning um, where he got the idea to use the summon um, the summoning uh, charm, or details about the dragon? Or, um, oh yeah, he, so his, so specifically his dragon was the, oh gosh, um, hung, Hungarian Horntail, I think, or was, what's, he gets the hardest dragon, but which dragon is that? I, oh man, yeah, I, gosh, why is Hungarian Horntails in my head? So I'm just gonna say that, we'll move on, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm sorry, um, he didn't fight a Nargle, I can tell you that much. Um, and he got the idea for learning the summoning charm. I, in my head, he gets it from Hermione, who's just like, we gotta practice all of these different spells and curses and, like, counter curses and stuff. And, like, the summoning charm is dead useful, and you gotta learn that one, because it'll be so helpful. Uh, so in my head, that's from Hermione, and in my head, it's the Hungarian Horntail, and Harry's name also starts with an H, so there's a lot of alliteration there, but I see Ari waving their arms around, so I'm guessing that I'm wrong about these things, and I'm sorry, everyone, for letting you down. Okay. Okay, Can I answer one part? Can Um, I answer one part? Can I answer one part, please? Okay, fine. Okay. No extra points, but yes, go for it. Just bragging rights. (laughs) That's it. So he actually gets the idea to use the summoning charm himself. He goes, he get he, what, he goes, he, Moody basically, uh, helps him figure out, like, Oh, I'm sorry, I need strength. to interject here just to brag, Moody's not even in that book until, like, the very end, so, um, <laughs> any extra points that you would have gotten, I'm taking away from you for saying that Moody did Fine. anything during that book. Barty Crouch Jr., disguised as Mad-Eye Moody, tells him to work to his strengths, and his strengths... Are is his strengths include flying? That's basically his biggest strength. But that's not true. But that's yeah. what they like make it off in the movie and in the book. Oh, I I think his his second biggest strength is having a slither of of uh, Voldemort's soul in his head. 
So those yeah. are his two strengths. Flying and also stealing power from Voldemort's soul. So he then figured that he would need his firebolt in order to get the egg. And in order to do that, he needed Hermione. And then he goes and he... Yeah, but... And Hermione so, teaches her him how to do the Accio charm. Okay, but you're, but you're also you're also agreeing then that no one actually gives him the idea for the summoning charm, according to you? According to me, he... Act, yeah, it's his own idea, actually, to use okay. the summoning charm. Maya. But he gets the idea to drive the firebolt from Moody, and okay. then he decides, oh, I'm going to have to get my firebolt. How do I do that? Oh, right, that summoning charm Hermione's been trying to... Make me study yeah, about. Yeah, lay, yes. lay some, lay some knowledge know. on us, yes. Maya. So, yes. Barney Crouch Jr. disguised as Mad-Eye and Moody um, gave him the Firebolt idea, which is what led to him using Accio. Yeah, there you go. Accio? Doesn't matter. Accio. 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 We discussed this and we agreed on Accio. Yes, so, yeah, that was correct. Uh, yeah, it's really well said. So that's uh, five points for Ryan. Oh, thank you. Now it's Arya's question. Oh. Uh, how did Harry defeat the Basilisk in the Chamber of Secrets? Well. Okay. Well, Harry defeated the Basilisk with first help from Fox because Fox blinded the basilisk so that it wouldn't be able to petrify him or murder him and then um he also was able to retrieve the sword of godric gryffindor from the sorting hat which was brought to him by phoenix by the phoenix as well by fox and so he used the sword of godric gryffindor and he slashed that mother mm, snake and <laughs> if you're going to censor yourself, yeah. just don't censor yourself and do the duck noises over it like you did last time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But yeah, so there was a lot of slashy, 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 but not before the snake actually bit him and got some of that poisonous venom into his veins. But good thing Fox was still there because phoenixes have healing powers. So really your question is is flawed from the beginning because Harry doesn't defeat well, I mean- the basilisk. Fox does. Fox True, uses Harry vaguely, not, you know but really I mean. Fox does all of the work. But Fox does not lift the sword. Okay, I must admit I'm a little bit nervous to answer this question because I did just read this book. And I remember it was not exactly the same as the movie. But now I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, I think it was... It's face. Yeah, like where just, on the just face? Just its face. Not its head. No, not no. not its I mean, neck. Where it's its head. Face. Um. All right. The sword went into the mouth and up through the head of the basilisk, yeah. and that's how. Why it didn't was you murdered. want to say that? You love murder and death. Because. I was afraid that you were afraid that the movie movies. was incepting your your. Memory, exactly, yeah. exactly. I was nervous. Yeah, no, good job, Ari. Woo, Ari, yeah. you're so Five smart points. and wonderful. Five points? Five yeah. points? Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Good job, good job Ari. Mm-mm. Thank All you. All right, Maya, what's my question? You're welcome. Yes. 
Uh, how do you properly greet a hippogriff as described in The Prisoner of Azkaban? You do make and maintain eye contact, which is the one that always like seems so counterintuitive to me because I'm such a dog person and you really don't don't want to make and maintain eye contact with a lot of animals. So that's the one where it's always like, am I remembering that right or am I crazy right now? Because that seems like if you want an animal to attack you, make and maintain eye contact with it. So you uh, make and maintain eye contact. You approach very slowly. You bow deeply um, while watching and you wait for the hippogriff to bow back. If it does bow back, you can approach it. Still, you want to be very cautious. You want to be very respectful and slow in your movements. Um, and you, and you want to, uh, make sure that you're reading the hippogriff's body language and that you have its respect and its permission to approach you. All right. Um, do you have anything specific about the first time we see hippogriffs in the books, like Harry's first encounter with them? Um, I think everyone, um, if I'm remembering correctly, like, how does it work? Everyone steps backward or something, so it makes it look like Harry's volunteering, so he, or maybe Harry volunteers because he wants Hagrid to think Hagrid's doing a good job, um, and he does it, and he does it really well, and, uh, the, the hippogriff he's meeting is Buckbeak, um, and then Malfoy also greets Buckbeak after that, and, and Malfoy is not very respectful. Well, actually, the hippogriff bows to Malfoy and is like, yeah, you're chill. And then Malfoy's like, nah, let's see if I can screw this up and insult the hippogriff so it'll attack me. Um, Which he does. Oh, I answered for you. Yeah, that. is that... Well, no, yeah, but that's... No, yeah, that that, that Yeah, if you're not respectful, the hippogriff will slash you, and you will... Uh, spend weeks pretending like you're dying. Or maybe that's just Malfoy, because he's such a butt. That's true. All right, yeah. Woo, that woo, is great. Woo, yay. Yeah, five points. Thank you. Thank you for having the second question be easier than the first for both of us. That was. Those were very fair and they balanced were great questions. questions. Thank I you, Maya. Them. I'm glad. Super. All right, so that means... Um, yeah, uh, Ari has 14 points, and Ryan has... Fourteen points. Woohoo! Both tied. Well, what's our what's our overall score though? Uh, oh, we don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll we'll move on. Okay, so yeah. um, round three is that wizards duel. Oh, my, uh, yes, Maya. I do want to say last time you you gave us both points out of nineteen for the for Legilimens, yeah. but Legilimens is supposed to be no, out of twenty. So like if I take eight que- if I take eight questions, I, I get think twelve she, points. I think she not still 11. counted it right though. Wait. Nope. I... No, because I just re-listened to it and I was like, oh, I used eight questions and I got eleven points. And you used um what do, I think you used fourteen questions and got five mm. points. Right, and I just you... I was listening to that and I was like, okay. oh, someone's gonna get mad at math. True. Oh, I oh, didn't go to school. To, I'm sorry. Math. Thank I'm you, sorry. Ryan. I'm wasting recording it's like time. Nine o'clock, bro. I'm I so yeah, sorry. I'm we're go not get, even we're yeah. not even doing legilimens in this episode. Yeah, why? why did I say why anything? I'm so no, sorry. I'll get the notebook. Can I'll we look leave? At my notebook and can see we how leave it all of this in, please? <laughs> no, let's leave this in. We want people to know we're all human. You know, we're relatable. I got my notebook. I'm looking at it. Do they say do yeah. they say math where you are or do they say maths? 
It's a different language. It's Oh. Hey. Oh, right. Oh, I spoiled it. Don't worry, we'll cut it yeah. out. Should oh, be a duck. mystery. Yeah. Okay, okay, well, now we, well, we have to edit, edit that part out. Thing, Leave the rest the of it in. Thing. Just edit that part out. No, no, no. No, no we're going to no, beep it is what's going to happen. I'm going to beep it all. Oh, good. Perfect. perfect. You guys are still guessing perfect. where we're from, right, okay. dear listeners? Yeah. <laughs> yes, there. That's gonna be. We will at reveal the end it of the season. Uh, at the end of the first season. Yes. Hmm. Except yeah. all of our all of our viewers are gonna be our <laughs> friends and family, so they know. <laughs> How did you know? Okay, so I'll just give you both one point each <gasps> from last time. Woot, woot. Woot, yeah, woot. it's just yeah. I didn't so, go to school so for math. So evens out. Just, yeah, do that. <laughs> That's so much better. Yeah. All right. Okay, so that's the end of round two. Ari now has 14 points. Oh, nice. See, it's a very, very Especially because we haven't done the points from the the fans, from the listeners yet. Yes, and dear listeners, please still go back and vote in that first poll. We probably won't close it um, at at the end of the week. We will do that for future polls, but I don't think anyone has voted yet because we're <coughs> new and I we're voted. just starting out. I don't think I should vote. Uh, oh, I will also go Thanks, vote for Ryan. you, Ari. <laughs> of course. Um, okay, so round three. Yes, uh, round three is At- the wizard's duel. Oh, we should have a round called the sorting. Yeah. Okay, round we'll three is the wizard's okay. duel. Ari and Ryan have prepared a debate on which is the best non-combative spell in the wizarding world, Akio or Lumos. At the end of the debate, 10 points will be distributed as I see fit. Akio. Yeah, Akio. I, I said Akio. Um, first up is Ryan. <laughs> yeah, and I will say we're breaking form a little bit this time. Uh, instead of a rebuttal section followed by questions, um, we decided to skip the rebuttal because both are such good options. And we both love both options. Um, it, we're really not comparing the two. We're just giving our arguments for why uh, our pick is the best. So with that in mind, I will move on to my opening statement. <coughs> when conversation drifts to which spell you wish you could cast in real life, curious, cases, curious curses and incredible incantations invariably come to mind. But... We all know that when it comes right down to it, there are a handful of unanimously useful spells that we would use every day. Lumos is always one of the first that comes to mind because of its undeniable practicality. Other spells may have more flair or more apparent effect on your surroundings, but Lumos is the one spell that you would genuinely use every single day and would inarguably make your life easier. I mean... Look at how many people are shelling out hundreds of dollars to switch their bulbs over to smart bulbs and pair them with their fancy muggle gadgetry just so they can say, lights on when they walk into a room and have the lights come on. With Lumos, you don't need those bulbs. You can make light with you wherever, like just any old where. Uh, You can use it to illuminate the whole room, or you can use it, you know, more, uh, more tactically. Um... Basically, you can shed as much or as little light as you want. Basically, there is some contention here between um, the books and the movies. In the movies, there's Lumos Maxima. Um, In the books, we just see that 
Um, using the Lumos spell has varying levels of FFX, so I think that we can assume that um, it's basically however much power you put into it, that's how much you that's like that that's how much light you get. So it's you know totally variable. Um, so yeah, that that part's good. <laughs> Oh man, guys, I'm not doing good so far. Um, I lost my notes. That's why I'm so sorry. Um, beyond that, there I, I rewrote it to the best of my recollection. Beyond that, there there are some versatile uses for the spell that are barely touched on in the books, but are worth mentioning here. All of this information, by the way, comes from canonical sources. Um, we might uh, put a link to those, or you can go search them yourself. Um, so. Okay, the light actually gives off heat, which means it can keep you and others warm in a pinch, so that's very versatile. Uh, that also means that you can literally use it to light fires. You do want to be careful, because you don't want to accidentally light your wand on fire, um, but I think that that's just a matter of, you just need a, to uh, learn a little bit of control over the spell, but you can use it to light fires, which is very nice and very handy. Um, Normally, that's not much of a draw, but if you're only able to cast a single spell, then having that option is pretty awesome. It's like, assuming you can only cast one spell, um, having multiple options with what you can do with that spell, very nice. So, uh, in that vein, um, it can also repel ghosts um, and other, like, undead and ghouls of certain sorts, Um it's not explicitly explained if that's uh, something to do with the Lumos spell specifically, or if it's just any spell that lights your wand. But the only spell that lights your wand that we see is Lumos, and we know that wand light um, definitely deflects uh, some dark beings. It can also reveal hidden like passages that are hidden with magic, so that's really handy if you're the type of person who needs to look for magically concealed passages. Um, those aren't really the main draw of the spell, but it's nice that there's some versatility and usefulness there that you can use the spell to do some different things. Um, and, oh boy. Oh man, uh, in a strange little aside, the spell is either so simple, so ubiquitous, or so nominally powered that it's actually undetectable by the trace. So if you were ever to, like, on the run from, minis from the Ministry of Magic or from anyone who's able to perform a trace on your magic, you can still use Lumos, which makes it very unique and very awesome. Harry does that. Um, in fact, it's done in both the books and the movies, so we know for a fact that, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's immune to the trace we don't know exactly why i like to think it's just because it's such a like low power spell um and let's see it also you can cast it non-verbally which is not super unique some spells you can cast non-verbally some you can't um but you can also cast it wandlessly which is super duper unique so that's also like the time i'd be using it most is when i'm like oh man where is my wand i know i just had it where did I put my wand? And I will just, like, reach out with my magical sense, and I'll say, Lumos, and my wand will light up, and I will go find my wand. Like, I use my phone for its flashlight constantly, all the time. And if I can't find my phone, I'm like, man, I really wish I had my phone so I could turn on the light to find my phone. But with Lumos, you don't got to worry about that. Uh, also think of all of the money it would save you on electricity. My electricity bill is stupid high every single month um there are lots of lights on all the time and you could save on that you could save that money you can also have less environmental impact if you just use the lumo spell um so it's really cool in that 
in all of those ways. And <laughs> I wish I had my notes. I'm so sorry. I'll just sum up by saying uh, you'll save money. Um, it's very versatile. You can light fires. You can make varying levels of light. You can use it non-verbally. You can use it wandlessly. Um, and I and I think that the reason it's the best spell is it's the one where every single time I pick up my phone and use my phone as a flashlight, which is all the time, I'm like, man, I wish I could just cast Lumos. Um, also, when I can't find my phone, I'm like, man, I wish I just had a wand and I could cast Lumos. So it's the one where every day I think, like, that would be such a useful spell. Also, if you happen to be traced and someone's trying to find you, that's nice. If you happen to be attacked by ghosts, you can repel them. That's nice. So so the versatility is really good. Um, we had some contention. I believe, uh, get in the comments, let me know. I can't find the specific time, but I believe that you can throw the light or make it hover. Um, so it would be very useful in that case, but I couldn't find that, so I can't actually use it as part of my opening statement. Um, but get in the comments, let me know. I think that happens. So that's just another cool thing that you can do with it. So versatility, that's the main reason. Ubiquitousness, um, practicality, that's why Lumos is the best non-combative spell. We are counting Expecto Patronos, uh, Expecto Patronum as a combative spell, potentially. So that wasn't even an option. So don't be like, you guys are so silly. It's obviously the Patronus charm. Um... That's not a good impression of you, by the way. I'm sorry. I don't mean to demean you. But um, but but that one was excluded from this debate. So with that in mind, I think most people will agree that uh, Lumos is the best spell. Non-combative. Or most useful. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, guys, yeah, thank you. so much. Uh, Ari, your turn? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I am defending Accio. As one of the oldest spells on record, it isn't surprising that Accio is the best non-combative spell. Why would it be invented and introduced into Wizarding Society so early if it wasn't incredibly helpful, solving several problems and annoyances that everyone experiences, magical beings and muggles alike? <laughs> Accio is unquestionably the most useful spell for everyday situations, in light, it is also life-saving during dangerous situations, despite being non-combative in nature. And it also supports bedridden individuals or those that find it immensely difficult to get up and retrieve objects. So, first of all, let's talk about using Accio in everyday situations. You might just have random situations occur on the daily where it would be helpful to perform the spell Accio. There are numerous examples in wizarding history of this being done, but one that I enjoy significantly is when Mrs. Weasley uses Accio to find potentially harmful sweets on the persons of her mischievous twin sons. And in the real world, this is something that I very much would want to use. For example, uh, oops, I forgot my dishes up the stairs. Not a problem. Can just accio them down to the kitchen. I'm cold. Shattered I am dishes. Cold on the couch, but I left the blanket in the office. Accio has got my back. So, honestly, in random situations that occur in the daily, we can see that accio is very helpful. Also, accio can help you increase speed and efficiency on the job. So, examples in wizarding history include professors at Hogwarts use accio to summon essays and homework in one fell swoop, so they don't have to collect from every single student. 
in the real world, muggle teachers would also very much benefit from that, speaking from experience. But also, you could use Accio to summon your misplaced phone or tablet when your meeting's about to start. Or doctors could summon medicine or bandages that they need to help their patients. Also here, under everyday situations, <laughs> if you're bedridden or unable to get up due to a physical disability or mental illness, you can easily just summon food or a water bottle from the kitchen. You could summon your medicine right to you, or you could, some tissues, whatever it is that you may need while you are stuck in bed or on the couch. So not only in these everyday situations, but I also said in dangerous situations, Accio is extremely helpful. It is not a combative spell, but you could use it to retrieve a tool. For example, getting the firebolt during the first task of the Triwizard Tournament. You might use it to retrieve a port key. This is something that Harry Potter does in the graveyard. He summons the Triwizard Cup in order to be transported back to Hogwarts. In real life, you might be able to create an improvised weapon, summon whatever you need into your hand, or you can summon the attacker's weapon and disarm them. So as I close my statement, I want you, dear listeners, to close your eyes and simply imagine. Imagine a life where you could summon anything you desire every day for the rest of your life. During normal situations you encounter on the daily and dangerous ones as well. Imagine you are lying in bed but incapable of standing. Perhaps you are in the middle of a panic attack, depression is pushing you deep into your mattress, or you have a broken leg. That food and water downstairs are just a flick of the wand away. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay. This is torture. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we are not doing a rebuttal here because I have genuine concerns with almost everything you've said. And I, Maya, can I, can I have like one minute or 30 seconds even? I will rattle these okay, off so right, fast. One minute. Oh my one goodness. Minute. Okay, first of all, we said non-combative spells. These are supposed to be things that we don't use for offense or defense. So please don't go into how you could use it in a battle. That's not what we're discussing. But Lumos can also be used. You can blind your opponent. That's very But helpful. did you mention okay, it, Ryan? You did Second you all, mention it? You're miss, you're miss... You're misrepresenting um, the entire spell that you're arguing. All of those things, you can't summon water and food from downstairs. Every single time we see the spell used, those things are bumping around the walls. They're crashing off of things. If you summoned your blanket, you're going to knock everything in your house over on your blanket's way from where it is Not to where you are. Not if you're coordinated. Also, the fact that it's old, you don't... Hey, shh. The fact that it's old doesn't make it good. In fact, all of the best technologies are usually invented because we realize that we don't have a way to do the things we need to do. Yeah, Lumos was made in the 1800s, but that's because it was like, wow, we really need this spell. Let's do it. And then it became super ubiquitous. It's used like five times more often in the books than Akio is because it's so freaking awesome. Also, you'll become lazy. All right. I'm sorry. Thank you You're so welcome. much. I just, man. Okay. <sighs> All right. So I have a question for Ryan. Um, so what about using Lumos uh, in daylight? Does it have any uses, really? I mean, yeah, that's a that's a wonderful question. <laughs> Thank you very much for asking it. Um, so I actually a, a big thrust of human civilization and advancement is creating the indoors. Like, the indoors exist because it's significantly better than the outdoors, and it keeps us safe, and it keeps us healthy, and it keeps us warm. Um, And 
as much as like windows are great and stuff, uh, you can't really light the indoors as well as you can light the outdoors. So right now it is daytime, um, but I happen to notice from where I'm sitting um, that there are lights on because people still need those lights. So even though it's daytime outside, uh, you can still use the lights inside, and that's still very useful. Uh, it's still very handy to us um, to have lights inside, especially like if you're looking for something. Um, but they can even be useful outside if you're like. It, just because it's sunny, there are still places of darkness. Um, but yeah, I mean, the spell is for when you need light. So that's like saying, explain how you'd use Akio when you don't need to summon something. Well, yeah, if you don't need it, you won't use it, and that's okay. But the point is, it comes up very often. But thank you. That was a, that was a great question. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm wondering about, like... Um, when you're trying to find something in a dark room and there's someone, like like a baby, like I babysit a lot and babies will, like any light, and they're going to open their eyes and, and uh, stuff. Um, when you're trying to find something in a dark room and someone or something photosensitive is in there that you don't want to bother, um, can you just walk me through using Lumos in this situation? Yeah, yeah, that's a... Yeah, I think that it would still be useful. Um, I often go to bed um, after my wife, and the lights are off, and she's asleep, and I come in, and I can't see anything. So I use the light on my phone, because I'm not a wizard. I'm a very sad, magicless muggle. Um, and I have to, like, cover it and direct it where I need it. Um, so you could you could do that with Lumos. Uh, we also see instances where it is used more as, like, a focus thing. And also, the, the variability is so nice. The fact that you can have a Lumos be a little bit dimmer... Um, and then just cup your hand around it so it's not pointing right at them. Um, but you, you can make it dimmer, and I think that's really where, like, I can't... Sadly, I can't dim the flashlight on my phone, which stinks. But having Lumos and being able to just put a little bit of power in it so you just get enough light to see without blinding or waking up or bothering anyone is, is really handy. Okay. Yeah. All right, very good. Um, now, Ari, uh, your question. Um, like, if I'm trying to get my keys... If I'm trying to get my keys from a locked room, like in a locked container. If something is in a locked box or a locked yeah, room. Yeah, like my, I lock my keys in my apartment and I'm trying to accio it. Um, how exactly mm -hmm. would that, that work? Yes, I do believe that you would be able to because your keys specifically are small enough that they would be able to find a crevice to get out or a crack in the window. Or they might even just shatter your window and come to you. Yeah. Very useful. Yeah. Specifically, specifically the keys. But yes, of course, if you want to summon your chair from inside of a locked room, there's not really a way for it to get to you. You are correct, Maya, that there are that that it would be a little bit difficult to to get something through a caveat. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh but yes, your specifically your scenario about your keys. Yes, they would come to you. I suspect they would crash through your window because they are light. They are light, easy objects. So I believe specifically in this scenario, the keys would crash out your window and come to you. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, what about sentient beings? Like, would you be able to accio them? <laughs> what What would happen with sentient beings? Beings. So. Actually, um, I did do some research on this. Oh, the dear listeners, actual... you can't see, but Ari is pushing up their glasses. <laughs> actually. 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 Ooh. Let me tell you. <laughs> Punish so, them. So, technically speaking, whoop, technically speaking, you cannot accio a living creature, but it was done in the Tales of Beetle the Bard. 
So it is possible that it has been done in very like extreme cases, um, but mostly it is def- it is not possible. Um, but actually, uh, it is it's not possible like if it's like a really large animal. But I think that uh, Harry was able to summon uh, Trevor the Toad from Neville. So it is possible, but um, something that is even more aware of its existence, like a human, is going to not be as possible to do. You'd have to be a very powerful wizard for that. That's y- yes, Ryan. That's such a great question, Maya. Oh, yeah. I've never it thought is. about that very much. I did just want to interject, and I, I don't need to help you, Ari, because you're doing great, obviously. Thank but you. I do believe, and I'm not sure if we're counting it, but Newt. Akio's a Niffler in the Fantastic Beasts He does. So I think you can do beasts. So, yeah, I think you're right. It it might Mm -hmm. have something to do with weight or even just willpower. Like, if you feel that you're being Akio'd as a wizard, you can just choose not to be Akio'd, maybe. Um, Mm -hmm. So we we should definitely look more into that, because that's such a a fantastic question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would be able to Akio my cat. Yeah. He would resist. It's true. Absolutely. You'd redirect it at you, and you'd get Akio'd over just yeah, so, just so he could bat exactly at your face. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Sounds like him. Yeah. yeah, that is how cats work, as we all know. But but, but now I'm thinking that if my dogs if my dogs ever Akio'd me, I would totally go. Of course, <laughs> they they Akio you just by being cute. Yes. All right, great. Um, so I'm so yeah, innate mm-hmm. magic. You cannot, uh, you cannot good, not go good, to them. Great round, guys. This was great. That was and I feel, beautiful. I feel way less contentious than I did at the end of uh, the first yeah, episode's debate. So I like, that was very I, nice. I agree, but I'm still a little bit peeved that he got a bit of a rebuttal in oh, there. Oh, rebut me. Go that ahead. Cool. Why, uh, why do the cool. things Whatever. I said about Lumos not count? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to... Um, so I'll give Ari six points and Ryan four points. It's I've got to go with Akio. That's you know the thing. Okay. Um, get in the comments. Uh, I'm sensing a theme here. Uh, this is clearly not fair the theme and unbiased. Of Ari being um, legit. Sure. Yeah. I mean, just I leave things around the house all the time, and I sit down and realize, oh, I forgot my tea. Oh, I forgot my book. You know. Yes. So it's and I like the. I get, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Thank you, Maya. But how many Thank times? You, that's you how many times do you need light, though? That's such a silly thing to say. I'm always in need of things. You need light all the time, too. That's such a weird argument. I, mean, I purposely grope around in the dark. I don't really like having okay. too many lights. Well, I glad that I glad that you are um, forthcoming <laughs> and honest about how you are being completely biased in your uh, point Fair distribution enough. here, and you just personally like Agia better. But that 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 counts. I whoop, whoop. I can appreciate that. Whoop, whoop. It's all good. It's fine. Yeah, fair fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But yes. So that means that um uh twenty for Ari and eighteen for Ian um after round three. Yeah. So that's where we are right now. I I like that. I like that yeah. too. So now it's time for round four. I didn't rebut Lightning it. Lightning Scar trivia. You didn't. It's true. You knew it was good. Uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, not as good mm-hmm. as light, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. All right. So now it's time for round four, which is lightning scar trivia. Each competitor will be given ten trivia questions, which they must answer as quickly as possible. One point is awarded for each correct answer. 
So you want basically three paragraphs of exposition per question? Yes, exactly. Just a lot of... All, oh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> With citations. Yes. All right. First up is Ari. It's no, it's good. ten per. We're not. We're not actually competing. It's ten per. You'll get your own questions. Yeah, exactly. You Sorry, can, Ari. <laughs> you can each get up to ten points this round. And is this like a we, we? Is this like a we have two minutes and it's however many of the ten questions we get through? Or well, actually, we can. Oh no, no! I just put it. No, don't. I. Why did I say anything? Yeah, oh no! Get a timer set I mean, up. Right Ari, now. I'm so sorry. And I gave you two minutes. I, I think. Honestly, I want you. I want you guys to know that I am very confident in my ability to answer all ten of these questions in less yeah. than two minutes. I'm less confident in my ability, but uh, actually, I was. Oh, I was just thinking two minutes is actually that might be a lot of time for lightning trivia. Like, this might be easy peasy. All Let's right. do it. Okay, Ari, right, you ready? All right. You can always change the rules. Okay. Yeah. Mid midway. All right, Ari? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. What is Ron's full name? Um, Ronald um, Weasley. <laughs> Incorrect. Ronald Billius Weasley. Who was Hermione's date to the Yule Ball? Victor Crumb. What animal represents Hufflepuff House? Badger. What is in the Gryffindor Points Hourglass? Jewels, rubies, that drop down. Correct. What is the name of Hermione's pet cat? Crookshanks. Who created the Sorcerer's Stone? Nicholas Flamel. Correct. How many stories does the Night of Us have? Three. Correct. What is Jenny's actual first name? Ginevra. Correct. What color is the Killing Curse? G green. Correct. Who is the Half-Blood Prince? Severus Snape. All right. Yeah, under a minute. And you got 9 out of 10. So nice. Oh, wow. Good, good job. Good, good, good. Yeah. And nine points. Oh, man. Yes. I, uh... I'm glad. I'm glad that you let Ari change their answer on a couple of those. Because when Ari didn't say rubies, I was like, "Oh, I wish I could steal this." But they did land on rubies mm -hmm. uh, to their credit. So I'm glad that we're not as yeah. strict as the first thing you say is your answer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, Maya. you can. You have the space. The one to you missed. The one you missed. I did know, but oh. but I know that I'm not going to know like half of mine, and I'm going to be so embarrassed. <laughs> I just totally well, blanked see. on his middle name, and but I you feel also, so you also you got a question on Crookshanks, which I thought was interesting because we talked about Crookshanks so much last episode. Yeah. I think she wanted okay. to give us some reading. All right, Ronald. I had Crookshanks on the brain, yes. yeah. named after one of All those right, red-headed ancestors. <laughs> okay, Ryan. I'm ready. Okay, what is Hermione's full name? Hermione Granger. <laughs> I think it's Hermione Jean Granger. Okay, I was like, I was like, it's not Ginny. Jean that can't Granger. be her middle name, but I couldn't think yeah. of what it was. Yeah. Uh, what is the name of Voldemort's snake? Nagini. Correct. What is Tonks' special ability? Uh, Tonks is a manamorph magi. Mm. Uh, Tonks, hold on. Tonks, Tonks is an. 
uh, Metamorph Magi. Or Metamorph Magis. Metamorph Magis. Correct. Thank you. You rearranged Thank you for letting me fix my pronunciation. You're welcome. What is the name of Ron's pet rat? Uh, The name of Ron's pet... The given name uh, as the pet rat is Scabbers. The true name, obviously, is Peter Pettigrew. Yes. A what piece of clothing set Dobby free? A sock. Correct. Specifically Harry's sweaty, gross sock that he hadn't changed It's lightning scar trivia! Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. All right. (laughs) What should you do to feel better after encountering a Dementor? Uh, there are actually multiple methods, but chocolate. Correct. Sorry, oh, one word. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Who is the Slytherin house ghost? Um, the Bloody Baron. Yes. What is in the Hufflepuff points hourglass? Sapphires. Nope. Yellow uh, diamonds. Oh, wow. What, color- I tro- yeah. what the? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, what color sweater did Mrs. Weasley knit for Ron as a Christmas Maroon. gift in the first book? Very good. Uh, who gave Harry a new firebolt broomstick in the third book? Uh, Sirius Black. Yes. Very good. So yeah, about two minutes for Ryan. Excellent. And you got... Because I went into exposition. (laughs) A little bit. I'm sorry. It's so hard for me not to. Lightning Scar Trivia. That's okay. I got it within the three minute bench, so we're, we're fine. Um, I, yeah, I'm sorry for not knowing the Hufflepuff jewels. I don't, yeah, I never stored that information in my brain. Me neither, because um, they only sure. mention it once. Like, I think they literally mention it one time in the whole series, well, and then it never comes up again. That's why it's true. So, that's why it's, it's I understand. You know? No, Maya, I think it's an excellent question, mm-hmm. and oh my god, is that where it comes from? Is what? trivia supposed to be considered trivial? Is that I mean, what it comes from? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of in trivia. That you oh my god, in trivial know, pursuit but... means that it's an actual trivial pursuit to know all of these facts. <laughs> yes. Are you acting right now or are you genuinely no! having a revelation? I just realized it. Uh, <laughs> I am... Whoa. Oh that... boy. Guys, we need to move on. <laughs> we need to move anyway, on quickly. Exploded. So, oh, as of this episode, Ari has 29 points and Ryan has 26 points. So, it is. Ari is in the lead here. Which means that I'm up by only a single point uh, Mm -hmm. overall between last episode and this one. So, very close game, Ari. Yes, Yes. and keep in mind, dear listeners, that we have not yet tallied your votes from the first episode. So, we're doing this without that information in mind. Exactly. Of course, please go vote. Uh, Yes, so now... Invite your friends to vote. Exactly. And now it is time for round five, also known as... Thestral Theater. Ari and Ryan. Ari and Ryan. I'm going to do so much better this time. This is just so... I've been acting all day. Ari and Ryan will be assigned characters in a scenario and must improvise a scene. At the end, ten points will be distributed among the two of them. Ari, you are Draco Malfoy. Ryan, you are Hermione Granger. It is during their fourth year. Draco has noticed Hermione's spew, Society for the Promotion of Elvish Welfare, button, and has something to say about house elves. Hermione is not having it. I can't do this. What? Just get really mad. And see. Um, I'm Draco Malfoy. Yes. 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 All right. Oh, look. 
<laughs> the Mudbloods having some sort of table at the Great Hall. What could that be? Oh, Let's go check that out, probably. I, I forfeit all of my points. I can't do this. Okay. I cannot be Hermione. No. Can't do it. Oh, God. Not Are you even serious? slightly. That's it's so off from me. I can't do it. Then I'm so disappointed. I'm sorry, Ari, you okay. win. In fact, Ari, you win the entire tournament. The fact that one of the categories this is boring. The fact that one of the categories is improv. I can never, I can't do improv. You just have to f- try, Ryan. You oh, didn't even try. Oh, I'm sorry. When someone is having trouble with something, your advice is just try. I advise people not to give up so quickly. Uh, okay. That's what I do with my students. I would advise you to Here, give well, it a Here's shot. the thing. This, again, it, the fact that it's non-visual... Is hard because I just feel like for the most part Hermione's not gonna engage with Draco. Like if Draco's being a jerk, she's not gonna engage with him. Fair point. Fair point. Or if she is, she's gonna punch him in the face. Been, which would have been funny, Ryan. But I there's no way he can punch you in the we're face. In, this is purely this is purely audio improv. We gotta leave. But we can pretend it's a we'll fan leave. fiction and be like Draco walks over to the table. We leave all of this in. Hello, Granger. Let's just restart. I will, I'll just try, as you so wisely suggested. Should I change um, it? Do you want to be Ron instead? No, no. No, let's, no, let's do jerk. this. And I'm, like, I'm hey. ready. No, I will be her. I, I will um, adhere to the spirit of the round, and we'll do this. I'm Hermione. Let me, I need a textbook okay. to sure. get in character. Okay. Makes sense. My textbook. Young adult literature. Nice. Exploration, evaluation, and appreciation. Third edition. Ooh. How many times does it mention um, she she who must not be named? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, listeners, you can't see this. I just opened to a random page. Uh And it Uh, was she who must not be named. I just literally just opened this to a random page, and it... It says J.K. Rowling on it. That's it is insane. A, a young adult literature. Page one hundred and ninety nine. I oh also Garth Nix who wrote the abortion. Uh, I love. Oh, I love Garth Nix. Oh, Garth Nix. Is oh, nice. Ursula K. Le Guin. Yeah. My nice wonderful, beautiful copods. Can we okay. move on with the stroll so theater? Just <laughs> know about Ursula K. Le Guin, the left hand of darkness. Does oh. it, it is <laughs> no? We can't move on. <laughs> No, because it's all about there's no gender with these aliens or like no sex, but it makes it, I think it's quite clear that the default state of these aliens on this planet is that they're male. Then would they go into Kemmer, AKA they are in the mating season, their body becomes female so they can, they can, um, uh, bear an offspring. Um, that's what I got. Leave me notes in the comments if you fully disagree with me, but <laughs> that's what I got from Left Hand of Darkness. It was not as gender fluid as I thought it was and hoped it would be. Anyways. All improv. Right. See. Woo! Um, improv! I'm handing out spew. Ron's got the collection tin. And I know Hermione doesn't sing out what loud. What are you doing but I here, assume Ranger? she sings in her head. <sighs> Ignore him, Ron. What? What are these things? <sighs> this is... S-P-E-W, 
It doesn't concern you. You wouldn't understand. Come on, Ron. Make sure you're collecting money from these people. It looks more like spew to me. I assume Ron is sniggering at this point, and I don't approve of that, so I'm giving him a harsh glare, and I'm turning my back to Draco. Granger! I'm not Look. listening to you, Malfoy. Hmm. Do you really think that this is going to make a difference? We Those only house elves. We'll only know if we try. Oh, we'll only know if we try. Are there any teachers watching? Come on, I'm gonna Granger. jinx this guy. I'm gonna jinx him so hard. But I'll restrain myself. House elves are scum. I think you're like scum, Malfoy, and I'm not going to engage with you because I don't want to get in trouble. Come on, Ron, and we're going to storm out of here. I storm off. Really, <laughs> Granger? <laughs> I'm not listening. <laughs> and I take all of the SPEW badges that she left on the table. Ah, they've all been specifically bin. jinxed so that if Draco, Malfoy, or any other Slytherin picks them up, they spew a noxious odor into their face. Oh, gross! That mud blood! I'll get her for this! Will, will your father, father be will hearing hear about, about this? this? <laughs> I already said that! Don't! Yes, he will be, though! And scene. Come on, Crabbe Goyle, right. let's go! Alright, nice. good, good. That was truly improvised. You're right, Ari, thank you very much. Yeah. Not for your just-try comment, which I still think was malarkey, but for your um, narration, your narration piece. That's If we can narrate what we're doing, it's so much easier than just dialogue. So thank you, that was a totally. great insight. Thank you very much. And Ryan, you're welcome. And Ryan, I do apologize for saying just-try. Okay. That was not I... properly thought about and create and made not, it to not only to do i forgive mouth. you but i love and appreciate you i love and appreciate you too ryan oh even even though i called you scum yes because <laughs> okay. i called you a mudblood and then and then hermione and draco make out Dramione shippers in the comments. <laughs> Don't bring out my 11-year-old self who's trying to figure things out. That is... Uh, <laughs> that was... That was... That was all thing. In, uh, is drawn a thing? Uh, Can drawn be a thing? That's what I I've want. read... I have read a couple of drawns, but I don't think it's called that. I think it's called... Reiko? Actually, I've no... <laughs> that no, sounds extremely <laughs> But I have read a couple, but they don't really work very well. They're like the one couple that I've never been able to really oh, understand when I read I think it makes, it makes way more sense to me than Drary, personally. I would like you to take dreary. that back before I smack you across the computer. But less than um, so Drary is Wonderful like... moderator. Wonderful anyway, moderator. So I, yeah. so I decided to give Ryan... So I'm spitting um, 10 points. Um, all right, well done, but I'm still only giving you three points. Ryan will get seven points because he turned it around, and I think you did Hermione, I, I got I, more I points got by being points vulnerable and honest. But Maya, I also did so well. You did I did so well, well, and I encouraged him. You did, and but I made him Ryan, do the best he could do. Maya, Maya, I would like to give to turn it around. I would like to give one of my points it. to Ari. Can I do that? Do you no, want to give I'm guessing. I'm, I'm judging yeah. by your face that you don't like that. I mean, sure. I I, I don't see why. Not. I would like to give one of my points to Ari. Okay. 
So then that's four points for Ari, six points for Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Maya. My dear listeners, please make sure to tell Maya how unfair that was because I did really well, especially when Maya had already cut the scene, but Ryan gave me another opening and I took it and I rolled with it. You did. And I continued the story. Can I, can I, Ari, are you sure you're not a Slytherin? (laughs) Why? I have seen nothing but Slytherin from you the last episode and this one. I'm just a very competitive Ravenclaw. Okay. Yeah, you could say that. All right. So then that brings us in this ep- the end of this episode. Ari has uh, 33 points. And Ryan has... Also 33 yes, points? 32 points, actually. Oh. That one point made the difference. Oh. Yes. Wait a minute. Right? Wait, I want my point back then. What? <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought by giving you a point we were tied. I I miscalculated no, close, in my head. Uh, yes. I wanted us to be tied. Can we split the point in half? <laughs> no, we're not. Can we both have thirty. <laughs> I tried to so many checks back in my wagering days. I'm not oh, splitting okay. points. Okay, fair Let enough. Fair enough. The software couldn't I handle was, it. Ryan, I really appreciate. Oh, it's because point. I re- yeah. I know where I made my mistake. It's because I only got eight points in the lightning uh, lightning bolt. Precisely. Lightning Scar Trivia. Yes. So, that's Dear why. listeners, I have not been keeping track of my points. I rely on Maya to give me the update so I can give a genuine reaction to the <clears> totaling <throat> of points every time she mentions it. Well, clearly I don't keep track either, or I wouldn't have miscalculated it. <laughs> All right. Um, so, that means, so Ari has 33 points, Ryan has 32 points. So, overall, Ari has 63 points, Ryan has 66 points. Overall. So Ryan is Not including the listeners. However, the game continues. There are ten more points up for grabs, and you need to tell us where they go. Join us on our Facebook group, where you can vote for your favorite competitor. Vote for your favorite so they can have a chance to be the Biowizard Champion at the end of the season. It's it's really close right now, guys, so it could really go either way. Um, so our link is in the description box below. Um, and we'll announce the current scores at the top of a upcoming episode. Uh, leave us a review. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Potentially. Maybe. We didn't do it this time. Like it. But, uh, um, if we have the numbers, we will tell true. you. So but you will know. Don't worry, dear we listeners. We all need a vote. I need, we need votes so we can add them and distribute points and all that good stuff. So we need your votes. We love your feedback. Um, yeah, that would be really great. Um, yeah. We also need please. your... Oh, yeah. Ari, go ahead. Oh, yes, and I wanted to say, please, just head head on over to our Patreon. That's if what I was going to say. feeling so inclined, of course, we are going to continue giving out this podcast weekly for free. But if you are interested in exclusive content or one-on-one talkback sessions with us, you can get that by becoming one of our patrons, and we yeah. will be forever grateful for you to helping us afford new equipment yes, like or if you just microphones. or if you just want the quality <laughs> of the podcast to be better please go on over to patreon uh yeah you could just donate for a couple months until you're like okay i'm donating for a couple months until you get your new yes, microphone then exactly. i'm stopping it'll be like that's totally cool this is valid that's a very valid thing yes all right all right so mischief managed see you next week Bye. 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 We love you.